Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Purposeful Woman Podcast. My goal for this podcast is to bring you the best information from the brightest woman in the world. Let's go. Hello, hello, everybody, and we're back and with Holly Mignosi, my dear mentor and my coach for storytelling, and I'll share with you, she is a speaker, storyteller, body language expert. Holly Mignosi helps speakers and experts increase their influence and impact through our hypnotic body language and neuroscience of storytelling. Holly's on the mission to help women express their soul purpose all of the life stages. With combined 30 years of experience as a celebrity modeling and acting coach, fitness trainer, public speaking coach, Holly has helped over 250,000 people embody their message and command their stage using the five phases of powerful storytelling framework. Welcome, Holly. Hi, Victoria. Hello, everyone. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Awesome. I am so happy. All right. Tell us everything <laughs> about the five, five phases of storytelling. Yeah, that's my jam, storytelling. And we're going to talk about the five phases of storytelling. What I would love to start with is why it is important. Why should you be sharing your story? And, you know, we all have a story. Actually, Victoria, you have many stories. And until we start doing this work, sometimes we don't realize that we have many different stories. And maybe some of you watching right now are thinking, well, I've definitely got one that I know of, or maybe you're thinking, I have so many stories. How do I know which is the one is my signature story to share on summits, Facebook lives, on stage, or with your clients? And that's really how we're going to be applying the five phases of powerful storytelling. So we're going to craft a story, your story, through the hero's journey, and it's really going to be told from the point of why does this matter so that you can get to know me, like me, and trust me. Because we have only a few seconds at first when we meet someone to make a good first impression, which is why I find body language so interesting, the study of charisma and storytelling. And time and time again, when I work with experts on the five phases of storytelling, there's very specific things that I see happen and transform in their business. Number one, their confidence goes through the roof because they're so clear. Women are so clear on how all the things that have happened in their life have given them the unique gifts and talents that they now can turn into a brand and monetize. The confidence is huge. Secondly, there's a healing that can happen, which I don't always announce, but it's kind of this byproduct that if you've been through something that was really challenging, which by the way, if your story doesn't have a challenging moment, it's not a story. <laughs> it needs to be something where you share a pit, something that's really difficult so that people can see your resilience, people can see your strength. And when you share that, people feel like they really get to know you. So when you go back and look at how you personally have overcome that challenge, it begins to heal some of those old wounds. And number three, there's a feeling of fearlessness. Because if I told you my personal story, which hopefully, Victoria, you'll give me a moment to do, 
you would probably be sitting here with your jaw dropped. And if I wasn't confident in telling my story, I might be afraid that you might find out something about me. You might know a little something about a skeleton in my closet. And so I find that a lot of experts feel like they're afraid to be seen in the very beginning of going live or doing a summit like this. Like, what if people find out about me that I'm either something I haven't shared yet or I'm trying to be something that I'm actually not? So when you really craft your story, you really get to the heart of what is authentically you. And you're no longer afraid to be seen for you and the power that is you. So that's why it's really important. Yes. Oh, I love that. And you you just said it's so important, right? It's like a coming from a heart. And that's why we're mm. speaking about a heart chakra. It's, it is a connection. It is a point how we connect with others through our story, through our hearts. And it comes from within. Yes. <laughs> and my question to you, like, what if you're just starting out and you're thinking, oh my God, what is my story, right? Mm. Like, I don't have a, the story. Mm. What would you mm. say of that? Well, first of all, we all have a story. We've all been through something very challenging. I've been through something challenging. So one of the things that you can do, this is what I did for myself and what I do for my clients, is just take a pencil and paper and go through each year of your life. Now, this may sound like a lot, especially if you're turning 50 like me, which I also heard Megan was turning 50, which is super cool. But if you go through each year and say, what was the significant thing that I went through that year or overcame? And you'll find there's something for almost every year of your life. And then if you look at all of those things that you've overcome, you may feel drawn to a particular one in your heart and in your soul. Now, there's a second thing that can happen. You may feel afraid like I did. I was terrified to tell my personal story on stage because of the shame that I had connected to it. My story is a story of going from addiction to entrepreneurship. And I was afraid that people would judge me. I was afraid that my parents would find out. I was afraid that people would see me as a bad mom. And so if you also feel like, ooh, that's my story, but you also feel like I'm terrified, know that I'm gonna walk you through a step-by-step -step process so that you can move through that. And when you move through your fear and share that story on stage, not for yourself, because you're not someone who's egotistical saying, hey, look at me, but you're doing it for others. You're doing it so that somebody else can see the roadmap that you've gone through and that's their blueprint for success. When you come from that place in the heart, like we're talking about the heart chakra, you're seen as courageous. You're seen as fearless. You're seen as a role model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Carol. You're saying this. this is inspiring. Yes. And, and I was so afraid to tell my story in the very beginning, I, I would shake and I cried. The very first time I told my story, I only told it with five of my best friends. And I was crying the whole entire time because I hadn't healed it. Now, here's a little tip for you. All of you are working on your story. If you haven't healed it, it's not time to reveal it. I'll say that again. If you haven't healed it, it's not time to reveal it. So that's your second big tip for today. Would it be okay if I did a quick version of my story, Victoria, yeah. so that yes. so that I could share my story and then I could use that as the framework and then I'll give you the steps to crafting your own story. Would yes. that be okay? Please do. Okay. Here's the short version. <laughs> so I have a five-minute version. It. Yeah, I can you, do it. Hopefully I can. We're going to pack. 
Holly have amazing speaker incubator group where I'm part of almost a year now. Year and and half, you yeah. five minute version of our stories. Look guys, it's like, you can tell your story in 30 minutes. And that's what we usually yeah. details. We want to throw in all details and we practice to say it on in five minutes. So Holly, please. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and you know, with a topic this big today, I really only have this much time, but don't worry by the end, I'm going to let you know where you can go to find out more if you want to take a deep dive into your own story. So I have a 30 minute version of my story and I have a five minute version of my story. Let's like, let's see if I can tell it in five minutes. So my story is this. I couldn't stop using cocaine because if I did, I would actually lose my job. I was in the modeling and acting industry and I understand we have some other models and actresses here in the audience. So maybe you can relate. I was in the modeling and acting industry and I loved my job. I was modeling and acting by day and seeing fashion shows. I was in my early 20s and at night I was teaching at a local modeling and acting school. So I was helping people reach their dreams, which was part of my dream. I want to help you reach your dreams. So I was making good money and doing what I loved, living my purpose and my passion. But one day my boss, John, told me publicly in front of my other coworkers and friends that I was fat. Even though I was a size four, he pointed to my hips looked at everybody else and said, if any of you have this problem, fix it or you're fired. Everybody else in the room was perfect in their physicality. I felt like I was the bad apple. I was publicly humiliated and I was in so much emotional pain. Prior to that, I had really good confidence, but in that moment, everything was squashed. And I decided, as many of us do in a moment of pain, I will never feel this again. So I did everything I could to try to lose weight, but that was my body. Nothing was coming off, not an inch, until a friend of mine gave me a little bag of white powder. It was cocaine. And she said, try this. And within a few weeks, it worked. I was walking down the hallway in my new sleek physique, getting compliments from coca workers and accolades from my boss. I even got a promotion and a raise but inside I was dying, headaches, heart palpitations. I was sick to my stomach all the time. And I knew I was a fraud. Talk about not being authentic. I knew if I quit using drugs, even though I really wanted to, I'd get fired. So I used on and off for 10 years until it got really dangerous. I met someone, I got married and I had a little girl. Now I was able to quit drugs while I was pregnant. But after a few years in the marriage, we had some problems and I started using again. But one day I walked into my bedroom and there was my three-year-old sitting on the floor holding my drugs in her hands. And my heart sank into my stomach with fear. I thought I endangered her life, which I did. I rushed to her. I checked her mouth. Thank God she hadn't ingested anything. And I took the drugs and I threw them away. And in that moment, I heard a divine download. And I call it a divine download because it didn't come from me. It came from somewhere else. And I heard these questions. What if you didn't get there in time? What if she did ingest something and you had to call the police and they called CPS because you and your husband are using? What if she was taken away from you and went into foster care? And the worst question of all, what if she never knew you, but she was just like you? And I knew in that moment I needed to quit three things. Drugs, my marriage, because we were both using, and the only job I'd ever known and loved. Talk about taking a leap of faith, you know? It was like the industry had taught me to fake it till you make it. But in that moment, I was being called to really faith it until you make it. Sometimes you need to take that jump. So I did. I quit 
my job, my marriage and drugs. And I got into the health and fitness industry, opened up a fitness business. It took off instantly. I thought I'm going to take everything I know about confidence and charisma and help women feel good in their body because that was my pain. And I was healing other women and simultaneously healing my own pain. How many of you can relate to that? Like, that's why you're in business. And I started the fitness business with a partner who was my personal training, um, personal trainer. And we opened Beyond Fitness Personal Training in San Diego. And it was an instant success, but I had a new problem. You know how sometimes there's like new level, new devil? Well, here I was, a role model of health and fitness. And I was ashamed to let anybody know that I had done drugs to get the physique that I had. Although I wasn't using it at the time, it was a story that I hadn't healed. But a little bit of my story seeped out to one of my clients and she got it. You know, it's like facts tell, but stories sell. And she started telling everybody else about my story and my business grew. Like all these new clients started coming to us and it was like, whoa. I started to feel a pivot in my heart to move from helping women in health and fitness to helping women share their story. And that's what I did. I started studying with the best storytellers and coaches and pulled together my experience from the modeling and acting industry and became a storytelling coach for women and to help them really master their stage presence. And that's what I do now. And it is incredible. So thank you for letting me share. Oh, thank you. What a wonderful story, you guys. And yeah, what a story. And I can tell you, I've heard Holly's story uh, maybe a couple of years ago. Oh my God, almost a couple of years ago. And it wasn't that good. She grew so amazingly in her coaching. (laughs) And I would love you to share with us what is exactly, right? Those five phases. And if we can break down your story and teach people how to do this. Yeah. How is that story? It just sounds so great, right? You're like, are you like hypnotized to listen to it? And (laughs) like you can see the pictures and everything. She will share with you how to do that. Thank you, Victoria. All right. So if you're watching, you may want to grab a pencil and paper because we're going to break down the story. Now we're using my story as an example, but I want you to be thinking about your story. Okay. As we do this. So there's five steps. So write down one through five. And we're going to start with number two. Step number two is the pit. So the pit in my story, Victoria, I know you know where the pit is. The moment where like I'm confused, it's dark, I don't know what to do, but something has to change because I am in massive pain. Where's the pit in my story, Victoria? The pit is when you have your baby seeing with the drugs. That was like the darkest moment. That's right, because now I'm not just endangering my life, I'm endangering my family's life. So that is my pit. Now, so you have a pit in your story. And here's the thing about the pit. The pit has to have a consequence, meaning if you don't change something really, perhaps life-threatening is going to happen to either you, your clients, or people that you love. It has to have that element of danger to make it really captivating. Okay, so let's go to step three and I'll end with step one, all right? So step three is the breakthrough. Where is the breakthrough moment? So there's a couple different kind of breakthroughs. There's an internal breakthrough where I decide something has to shift internally. And then there's an external expression of that out in my world where yes, I have to have an internal realization, but I also need to make some kind of different choice in the world. So Victoria, where's the breakthrough in my story where I have an internal shift and an external shift? 
I believe internal shift was when you heard a divine download and the external shift was actually leaving a job. Yes, absolutely. Taking yep. a leap of faith and step to do something differently. That's right. Absolutely. Hearing that divine download, understanding the consequences of my future and quitting three things. Now, any one of those three things that I quit, drugs, marriage, and a job, just one of them would be extremely difficult for someone to do. But I did all three at one time. So when you share your breakthrough and you talk about how challenging it is, people will see you as being resilient, strong, empowering, and victorious, which by the way, are some of the elements of charisma as well. So that's the breakthrough. And then the external shift is I have to do something different. I get into the health and fitness industry with Tom, the trainer, who by the way, ended up becoming my new husband. And we've been together for years and decades almost here, but Tom, the trainer actually saved my life. He taught me how to be um, strong instead of skinny and how to really eat well instead of skipping meals. And then he gave me a whole new life. So Tom is also my guide in the story. Where is the guide that helps you along the way? And that's the external breakthrough. So step four is where you get to share some of your high value content. Now, let me just explain. You can do some of these steps out of order because actually right now, I'm sharing my high value content. I'm giving you the steps. I'm giving you the framework. I'm giving you the things that I learned so that I can make a bigger difference in the world. That's step four. And then step five is the pinnacle. The pinnacle is where you went from the pit to the pinnacle. You were down at the bottom and then you worked your way up. And I like to think of it as like you're at the top of a mountain and you're throwing a rope down to somebody else who's still in the pit. And your steps, your framework of what you teach and what you do are the steps in the ladder to get out, if that makes sense. And that's the pinnacle. So where's the pinnacle in my story, Victoria? Where does why it turn am, around? Why am I have to interrupt? <laughs> <laughs> why am I doing this? All right, the pinnacle where you shift everything around when you start, when you decided to be a coach and yeah. use your pain to your job profession right now. Yes. You're your pain to your job. Is that? Cool? That's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. Got Sometimes. It. Got it. Thank you, Victoria. Yes. I'm just, I'm just busy writing my story and you kind of outline the one that I tell right now. And I'm going to share with you today, guys. And I was like, okay, let me just break it down. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like busy writing it. Okay. Thank you. And thank you, Victoria, for allowing me to ask you and to play with me in this way. For sure. I think I like people, it. everybody's just writing their own things. That's right. Yes. Which is great. I, I'm I, so loving it. I'm so happy to answer them. I was just well, thank you, Victoria. I really appreciate <laughs> All right. it. And, and I asked the question too, because I want those of you in the audience to be thinking, okay, where's my pit? Where's my breakthrough? What did I learn? What am I teaching? And where's, where am I now? Because to tell someone that you were in the pit and you got out of it, isn't enough. If I ended the story with, you know, I did drugs and then I quit you actually need to see that I got out. It gives you street cred, street credibility to show that you made your way out and that you made something significant out of it and that you're using it to help other people. So the pinnacle in my story is where I say, okay, I started studying storytelling. You know, I worked with some of the best in the business and a longer talk, I would tell you all the people I worked with and how I changed my life around and that the man that I called on to save my life, Tom the Trainer, 
is actually my husband and we have a son together as well. We have been together for 15 years. And it's incredible too, that when you take that leap of faith, how the universe will say, ah, yes, not just let me catch you, but let me give you the wings to fly. There's no way I could have known that by quitting my job, drugs, and my relationship that I would have been given my dream life and my life purpose. So the interesting thing that I really feel about this is that I wasn't off purpose when I was in my pit. It was just part of my journey to be who I am now. Now, of course, I don't want to stay there, right? It's all about the transformation, but that's really the hero's journey. And I'm going to end with the fifth one, which is actually number one. Step number one is the call, the call slash the dream. Yeah, leap of faith, the call slash the dream. So you want to let people know a little bit of backstory of how you got into the pit. Just a little bit, not a lot. Common mistake that a lot of experts make is they give too much backstory and it becomes boring. So I just gave you a little bit of backstory. I let you know that I was living my dream life, modeling and acting, and then someone hurt me very deeply. And it caused me to do something. And my story about drug use isn't just about drug use. So obviously, you know, I teach storytelling, but a lot of people will ask me, well, does your story have to exactly emulate your client journey? And it doesn't. Because how many of you that are watching or listening have done something that wasn't good for you? You knew it wasn't good for you, but you did it because you wanted love and acceptance. Yeah. Can I get a two hand raise on that one? And that's what I went through. I wanted love and acceptance. So I did something that wasn't good for me. So we can extract out of your story, a higher lesson that your audience will be able to relate to. So again, number one is the call slash the dream. So let's go through the five again. We've got number one is the call slash the dream. Number two is the pit. Three is the breakthrough. Four is your high value content. What did you learn? And number five is the pinnacle. And you can do these a little out of order. Like right now, I actually gave you the story first, and then I went into the high value content. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And the, we already spoke about first one, the call, right? Yeah. Awesome. All right. And what I would love to, you know, you reflect on, like, how long did it take you to get the story together? Because mm. like, what, how long this process takes? Mm. You know, I found it so different for everyone, which is probably not the answer you want to hear. I know. <laughs> I would love to be able to say, you know, if you put two hours a day for two weeks, you'll get it. It really is a journey. It truly is. And it also depends on what story you're telling, how much work you've already done on that story and how courageous you are to dig into the pit and reveal, really, truly reveal. So the first time I started working on my story, I knew I had to do it on stage and I knew I had to present it in front of other people. And I was not ready to tell this story. I knew that if I had told this story on stage, I would be losing my cookies, I would be crying, and we don't lead from that place. It's okay to show that you've struggled, and actually it's a really important part to show that you've struggled because people will care more about your credibility when they have compassion for your struggle. But I actually crafted a smaller story, one that was also a pit, but it was much smaller. It wasn't as deep of a, as a pit. So I crafted that story first, one that I was willing to go with. And that one took me maybe about two weeks to do. 
And I would say I probably wrote for about maybe two hours a day for about two weeks to craft the first story. This story, actually, because there was so much more emotion to it, I was able to craft it faster. And I think the reason why is because I wasn't in my head. I was coming from just really pure, raw emotion. So I do encourage you to look at the two things. Maybe there's a story that has a lot of emotion that you'd like to share and just you know, write it out in whatever way you do, whether it's typing or handwriting and get the emotion out and just watch how it flows and unfolds. And then if you feel like it's not time for you to share that story, maybe there's another one that where the pit isn't quite as deep or it's a little easier for you to share, write that one out and then see which one is the right one for you to deliver now. Yes. That helps. Yes. And you absolutely. have a couple stories. Like when you and I worked together, Victoria, we actually started on your story of coming to the US, working with a millionaire, making a ton of money. And your story had some elements that were similar to mine. And then you decided, you know what? I'm tired of that story. I don't want to tell that anymore. I want to tell this one. So your stories have evolved too, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 I also, you know, have those moments where I did drugs and stuff and depression and all of it. And then I realized, okay, you know what? I feel like I want to tell another story because something happened. And I, in the second time, you guys, when you don't have your signature story, and that's what I call, it's important to have a kind of one story that you tell and you can tell from the place, you know, the structure, you know how to move people emotionally. It's yes. not like you're preparing a story, but you're doing service by sharing a story in the way that people will understand and it will yes. land with them. Yes. That's why I love staying in Holy's presence and still, you know, keep learning and crafting my second story because I see how that helpful for me to with sharing with my clients, share with the people that I speak in front of, or it's so important. And Yes, the first story it took me longer, but the second it's like boom, boom, boom. It's like coming up. Yeah, your second one was learn. faster. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It gets easier and easier the more you do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And when you have, you know, such an amazing coach, like it's just so much faster. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and what's interesting about that that some people do find now, if you're crafting your story, if I can share this, Victoria, if it's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it is a little challenging to yeah. extract your own story by yourself. So it does help to have somebody listen to your story reflect, oh, I heard this. Oh, I heard this. I heard this. So you can share the five-step framework with a friend and then share your story and see if they can help you isolate those moments. Or mm -hmm. you can, you know, go to Victoria. She knows as well, or you can call on me and I'm happy to help as well to help really extract those really important magical moments from your story where people yeah. will connect with you deeply and say, oh my gosh, I'm so connecting with your story. I feel like we're like-minded and I know you're the coach for me to help me through this next phase of my business. Yes, yes. And people want to have to relate to you in order to be uh, thought by you or they want it to be, you know, relative. And yeah. I would love you to share what are you sharing today? I know it's 15 hand gestures. Yes. Oh, yes, that yes. Is <laughs> well, we talked about story today, but another element is how do you deliver your story so that it doesn't sound like news reporting and news reporting is a common mistake that people make where they're just telling the facts and you know, someone is news reporting when they're telling their story and you check out. You're like, hmm, checking my phone. Hmm, I'm looking around. That's when they're news reporting. But when you're telling your story, 
using very specific hypnotic hand gestures, it can be extremely captivating. So I have for you my 15, two, three, 15 hottest hand gestures to make your communication style sizzle. And you can use this for virtual stages, you know, when you're in the Zoom box, you can use it one-to-one, you can use it in coaching, you can use it when you're in person, you can use it when you're even talking on the phone and you're using hand gestures, you will come across as more animated, more authentic, and more captivating. Thank you so much, Holly. It was such a pleasure to have you today. I always love seeing you in action and I learned always so much from how you move, how you say what's right, what, how you use your vocality. So thank you so much. And everybody's just like, Mervy, you are very good at hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful, Holly. Thank you. And I love it. Thank I you so it. much, Victoria, for the invitation to be here. I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review it. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at Purposeful with double L day.com. And I can wait to see you next time. Kisses!